Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How is long? We have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's a shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we're in the second hour. Welcome aboard. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about barbecue and grilling stuff right here on this show. And we do it from Cleveland, Ohio. If you missed the first hour, don't worry about it. We're also recording at the very same time. The show gets put up on podcasts. First hours on Wednesdays. Second hour on Thursdays. So if you can't make the live show Tuesdays from 9 to 11, I do record for podcasts so you can consume it at your leisure thanks again to sam the cooking guy for joining me last two segments in the first hour as i had mentioned on the way out as we wrapped it up on the first time big mo Kason will be joining me in about 13 minutes from now don't forget you can follow me socially at bbq central show on instagram and twitter slash bbq central show on facebook which is where some of you are probably watching this very video feed uh, if you want to take part in a chat room that is involved engaged sometimes profane mostly on point and occasionally will just spin the show off and start their own show amongst their own dialogue You want to go over to the YouTube live portion, so hit my main website, and then I believe it's the middle block that says YouTube live. Click that, and then away you go, and you can interact with all of the barbecue luminaries over there. Sylvie Curry is in there. Doug Scheiding. Sean81073 can be seen. Yins Love Barbecue, just to name a few. Coming up this Friday on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. Uh, Barbecue Hunk is in the chat room, too. How dare I? He is uh, always on Hunk Patrol, as we know. The best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday. Episode 79, so we are inching closer and closer to episode 100. We journey back to June 2013. And in the first portion of the show, I had a conversation with Derek Riches. Derek used to be on the show a lot. You know, through the annals of the show, you go back through, uh, Derek Riches was on the show a lot. Uh, he was also uh, on the show a lot when Meathead was, uh, D- D- Meathead has continued to do the show through the years, but uh, Derek had stepped away for a number of years. Uh, there was some. Uh, challenging of whose website was bigger and badder and better. And I was stuck in the middle going, hey, well, how come I can't have Meathead and Derek? But, uh, as things progress, Derek kind of stopped doing the show. We brought him back once. Uh, was it a year or two ago? Um, maybe it wasn't that late. We talked about something that was 
pretty topical at the moment, although I can't recall just right off the top of my head. But in this particular instance in June 2013, we talked a lot about lighter fluid. If I'm not mistaken, we also talked about the green lighter fluid options that were coming out. So if you like lighter fluid talk, and who doesn't? Derek Riches is in the lead segment in the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less coming up this Friday. And then in the second segment, also in 2013, man, I can't believe it was six years ago now, Dr. Akil Houston, who's the Associate Professor of Cultural and Media Studies in the African America Studies Department at my alma mater, Ohio University, not Ohio, OU, Ohio University, not Ohio State, Ohio University, stopped by and we talked about the N-word, if you can believe it. Because, if you recall, the summer of 2013 was the huge scandal of Paula Dean and uh, her less-than-savory remarks. The downfall, uh, subsequent recovery to some degree, I guess. Is she even on television anymore? For me, that six years ago, that was pretty much it. But Dr. Akil Houston came on, and we talked about the genesis of the N-word, where it came from, uh, original meanings, uh, today, well, today, 2013 meanings, uh, Who's allowed and who's not, and uh, should it be banned? I think I <laughs> offered up my idea on how we could actually rid the country of racism, and it was very a little too extreme for him. But I'm telling you, the, my plan is really the only one that will work. Otherwise, you know, it, uh, it, you're, there's always going to be some bad seeds that are going to want to continue the hate. They'll teach their kids, and they teach their kids, and the cycle continues. My cycle eliminates all that, by the way. But it's very drastic, and a lot of people, very young, are going to die. Oh, by the way, all the old people are going to die. So we might have to take one for the team. But if it comes down to that, I'm more than happy to lay it out again. But uh, there was a very interesting conversation. I'm always happy to put on anybody from Ohio University Athens, Ohio, native, uh, well, not native, but uh, Athens, Ohio, located school. And Dr. Akil Houston joined me for that segment. So check it out. I think you're going to like it. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast unless you're just an avid visitor to my website that does house all of the archives of the show. So if you're not subscribed on podcast, make sure that you do that. You can also subscribe to the podcast on email, believe it or not, but I believe According to Lance Owen, it really dings your email quite a bit. I don't know if it's trying to catch you up to a certain degree. However, um, you might want to steer clear and just go to your podcast app, whatever your native app is on your phone, and subscribe that way. I don't know if anybody saw this. I want to try and stick it up in a... uh, Is this... This is not the story I was looking for. Hold on. Go here. Is this the right one? Well. We are having a time of it. Let's see. Wheels of steel. 
Yes. This loads Bobby Flay won't. There it is again. Okay. Well, did anybody else see? Uh, leave me alone with the ad block. Did anybody else see the Wheels of Steel? Uh, so the name of the, the, the title was Flipping Burgers and Steaks While Cutting It Up on the Wheels of Steel. By the way, that's a turntable for the lames out there. This was in some way supported by Myron Mixon. He was part of it. And it was, uh, now I don't even remember the name of the company that was, maybe it was McCormick's that had made this grill. So it was a fully blown and operational grill, but it also had uh, turntables to the left and the right, the wheels of steel, as it were. And as you flipped and flopped, it would feel the, the meat hitting the grates, or maybe there was some kind of a sensor, and it would give you like the kind of a thing. Now, they're not in full production. There was no price tag put on it. I would really love to show you the pictures, but I can't. That's fine. Also, um, we'll be talking to Mo Case on in a couple minutes about this in the upcoming two segments. But Bobby Flay brings two new series to Food Network, culinary icon and acclaimed Food Network host Bobby Flay heats things up this summer with the premiere of two new series. One, uh, uh, Barbecue Brawl, Flay v. Simon. Bobby goes head-to-head against fellow Iron Chef Michael Simon in the four-episode stunt as Bobby and Michael coach eight of the country's most respected barbecue challengers for bragging rights. In the flay list, Bobby. In the flay list, Bobby visits the culinary. Oh, the flay list. Okay, this is the other show. Uh, Bobby visits the culinary spots. He has free. Who cares about that? Bobby Flay is a leading authority when it comes to grilling, a fierce competitor. So it's only fitting that Bobby treats viewers to the barbecue competition against Iron Chef and Bestie Michael Simon for the ultimate bragging rights. And that one starts at the end of July. Uh, am I right on that? Uh, uh, Thursday, August 22nd. Yeah, who cares about that one? Oh, here we go. Okay, so Thursday, August 1st, Barbecue Brawl, Flay versus Simon. That's Thursday, August 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern. Over four one-hour episodes, Bobby and Michael Menner, eight pitmasters, at the famed Star Hill Ranch in Austin, Texas. So if you've been itching for barbecue television to come back on in some form or fashion, because there are a lot of barbecue pitmaster reruns that I'm guessing are still doing very well. If they weren't doing well, I wouldn't imagine that they would be showing them. Newsflash, if you're going to be in Cleveland this coming weekend for the Baseball All-Star Game. Chris Lilly is in this weekend. How about that? Star Hill Ranch, not fictional. Famed. When people say famed, that means it's not lying. Mo Kaysan coming up out of the break. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. I believe Mo Kaysan has actually used Green Mountain Grills in the past. Uh, you have... Three different sizes to choose from. Two different model or product lines. You have the Prime line, 
a Jim Bowie, a Daniel Boone, and a Davy Crockett. Well, Davy Crockett's all on its own. But you have a Jim Bowie and a da- uh, Davy. You have a Jim Bowie and a Daniel Boone prime. And then you have the regular line, which is also Jim Bowie and Daniel Boone. The prime line gives you the two look-in windows, one in the main chamber, the main cooking chamber. You also have one in the pellet hopper. You have two internal meat probes if you want to use them on the prime line. More robust chassis. You got the 12-volt power technology on the traditional line. No look-in windows, but still same type of capacity. Both of these lines accommodate the pizza cooker as well. You can also buy pellets, rubs, sauces, and other accessories like that pizza oven that I just mentioned right from GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. And you can check them out at your local Green Mountain Grill dealer. They'll teach you everything you need to know so you are ready to rock and roll when you get it home. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. And we are back with Mo Kaysan right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue a man actually named meathead the author of a barbecue bible bloggers reviewers competitors and manufacturers by the dozens it's the barbecue central show once again here's your host greg rempe this portion of the show being brought to you by smithfield are you ready to find out where you rank against all competitive barbecue teams across the country. You visit smokingwithsmithfield.com to check out your rank on the Smoking with Smithfield National Barbecue Championship leaderboard. Don't forget you have to be signed up for that in order to take place or potentially take place in the national finals in November. Registration is free, so sign up today. Same website, smokingwithsmithfield.com. All right, my first guest, or only guest in the second hour, most recognizable faces in barbecue today. You've seen them on Pitmasters, Smoke, the Steve Harvey Show, the Barbecue Guru web commercials with my man Bob Trudnack. If you compete, you see him on the competition trail as well. So let's go ahead and race to the Fogo Charcoal Hotline and welcome back Big Mo Kason to the show. Mo, how are you, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing? I am absolutely fabulous. Mo, where are we finding you uh, today? Are you uh, back at the homestead, or are you still traveling about? I'm back at the homestead. I'm back in the 515. Yeah? How's uh, how's how's it treating you? It's great. It's great, man. Uh, looking forward to uh, July 4th. Um, we're going to go out to the uh, lake tomorrow with the family, chill out, and then uh, pick up some fireworks, and then uh, go down to the Capitol. And they put on a big firework display, and then we have a block party on um, all the neighbors in the neighborhood. We uh, block off, get, get a permit, get the city uh, block the street off, and then we have a huge uh, neighborhood uh, fire uh, July Fourth party. So we look forward. Been doing that for the last what five six years. I cook barbecue. There's a whole bunch of other people pitch in. Oh, it's like a big potluck, and there's other people that bring cue and desserts and sides. It's just a great time, kids. We got a big bouncy house and. 
all the kids running around, frolicking around. So it's it's just a great time, man. And uh, just meeting with your neighbors and just having a good time, man. Uh, I, I have to imagine, Mo, that you are that guy when it comes to the grilled and barbecue stuff. You had mentioned that some other uh, people might bring some stuff, but, I mean, that's got to be pretty intimidating. Oh man, I'm easiest Sunday morning, man. I, I, matter of fact, uh, the p- person that puts on the uh, at at their house, I mean, he's a great barbecue too, man. And uh, you know, and he's just as proud as his brisket as I am. So it's just, mm-hmm. and we're just feeding people, have a good time, man. And it's no competition. It's just uh, enjoying the Fourth of July in this beautiful country, man. We are talking with Mo Kason, MoKasonBBQ.com, his website. Uh, so let's start with some TV stuff here, Mo, as I was talking about before we uh, jumped into your segment. Uh, you have some uh, things coming up here. Uh, as Actually, as early as next week, if I'm not mistaken, as you're going to be a guest judge on the regular show Chopped. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had the uh, very fortune to be asked to come back on on a regular Chopped and judge um, kind of a grilling segment kind of thing. And uh, it was a great opportunity. Worked with Minette. And um, uh, Manit, Manit, I know I'm mispronouncing her name, wonderful young lady, uh, and uh, Amanda Freetag, and um, and the whole, the whole the whole whole cast. So it was a great time, man. Uh, judge some food, some good food, and and uh, it was just a great experience. I just love the people at Food Network. They're just so down to earth and humble. You know, when I first had the opportunity to be a judge on that show, you know, it's kind of intimidating when you're dealing with these, um, a little bit intimidating, you know, I'm still always sure of myself, but, you know, dealing with, you know, guys, with, you know, these, these, these guys have done, I can't tell you how many episodes of Chopped they have done, you know, and they're just pros, man. It's great working with pros, man, because they made it so easy for me and so comfortable. And, and, um, and now I consider them friends, man. I mean, they're just really good people. So what kind of a relationship do you have with them? Is it a one-off basis where if they're having some kind of a live fire segment, you're kind of the, the go-to guy for them now, or do they keep you on some kind of a retainer? How does that work? That's not so much that. I mean, it's just, um, you know, they got a lot of great, a lot of great minds there at Food Network and, you know, there's always new stuff coming up and, and um, if uh, they feel like, you know, I would be a good fit or, they would reach out and if I'm able to do it, I would do it. If I'm not, I'm not, you know? So it's just, I think it's like family. I mean, I think I truly believe that when it comes to food network, I mean, once you're in and they, they like you, they like what you're all about. They love your originality and you, and, and, and being genuine. I mean, and also dropping knowledge, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're asked to, uh, to expound on something, they they're pros, man. So they know, and um, so they you know if they have something for me and 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 I can do it, I do it. I'm not saying that I'm getting offers or you know from them all the time, but it's just it's just uh, they're just just great people. I, that's one of those things. Once you are in that family, they really kind of look after you. You know what I mean? And you, your name gets floated around for opportunities, and if they like you, I mean that that's just how it works, man. I mean I've learned I've, I've done a few shows now and just kind of. And I'm just thankful for the opportunities that I've had uh, doing shows, you know, because I really enjoy barbecuing. I love grilling. Um, and I just love people, man. I mean, you know, I mean, Grandpa, I mean, I've met you a few times. And I'm just, I'm the same guy I am today than I was when I started in 2006 competing in this great thing called, you know, barbecue contest and, and just being 
genuine to myself and who I am, man. And, and I just, I'm just, it just, it, when I get emails for opportunities, it just blows me away. I'm just humble and thankful, man. Cause you know, I was able to quit my job in 2017 that I worked for 20, uh, 24 years at the water treatment plant in here in, in Des Moines and, and long doing barbecue. And I just, you know, I had an opportunity to get my rubs and sauces from a big, uh, academy sports.com. And when they reached out to me, man, it just gave me the courage to, you know, now I'm not scrambling trying to burn up vacation to do a show or, or I'm sitting there looking, I can't do something because I don't have enough personal time or, or, you know, vacation. And, and now I'm my own boss and it's just like my wings, man, I'm just flying, man. I just love it. And, uh, I'm just thankful, man. I mean, you know, this barbecue world has been really, really, really good to me, man. But I've been good to barbecue, man. I just kept it real, man. Uh, so from a show standpoint on the Food Network side, like if if they approached you to do, you know, Mo Case on travels around the country to to do some kind of a not a, a retread of a lot of the stuff that you see on television. Now, is that something you would be interested in because it would be fun to be on TV and you could put a little bit of a Mo Case on spin on it, or would it need to be something unique for you? to get your own true show and really make it your own? Yeah, for me, I think that uh, I'm not that individual that's with a term called thirsty. I don't, I'm not that person that's going to want to jump at anything just, yeah. just, just to be on TV. There's people out there that way, but that's not me. So it, it, it has to be something that um, would be um, beneficial for the, for, for the barbecue or the grilling or the, or the story, you know, um, be able to go out and, and really capture some really unique um, unique stories out there, you know? This, this barbecue world and grill world is just huge, man. And there's so many opportunities, you know? It's just, but it's hard for, you know, like, networks to sit there and try to try to do everything, you know what I mean? They got to have something that makes sense. It's got to make sense to the viewers. Financially, it's got to make sense. Yeah. And then you have to have to have the cast and the crew or whoever you're going to have make sense. So if they were, if they ever approached me on something like that, I'd be, yes, I'd be interested, you know, but it, it just wouldn't be anything. You know what I mean? Um, it'd be, have something that, that I would want to do. Okay. So joining me here on the show. The other thing that you have coming up later in the summer is a barbecue pilot show called barbecue Beatdown. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, me and, um, uh, a couple of other pit masters were um, uh, asked to do this pilot. We went down to Austin and filmed, and it's I can't really expound too much on it because I don't have uh, I don't think I got the okay for everything. But it is it is a pilot that's going to air on Food Network. Um, it's going to be fun. Um, it is a contest. Um, I'm in a slash host slash contestant role, mm-hmm. um, so it's really fun, man. It's it's, it's unique and it's going to be. Um, uh, it'll be, it'll be awesome time this summer. So, um, I did that. And then, you know, obviously the, the show that's been announced, uh, with Bobby and Michael and Bobby versus Michael, that was a lot of fun. That was just absolutely a great experience. Um, working with, uh, Bobby Flay and Michael, Michael Simon, those guys are just pros. So like I say, man, they're just pros and, you know, and I have, a lot of respect for them. I mean, you know, I have a lot of respect for a lot of people that are in this cooking game and doing shows and stuff, but these guys have done it and they've built something from, from nothing really. I mean, I, Bobby was telling me stories about when he first started and, and how he was struggling. And, and I mean, I look at him and look at Michael Simon, these guys in and they're outstanding chefs. Um, and they, uh, they, 
they do the world of grilling and barbecue good, man. I mean, they just, I got, I got mass, mad, mad respect for them, man. But they got, but they also are humble and they give it back. You know what I'm saying? So and that's what I like about, it. even though they, they've done all they've done, they're still straight humble dudes, man. And, uh, and I, and I got a sense of that by just talking and chit chatting with them, man. You know what I mean? And, um, just had a great experience working with them. So is there a, is it just the haters coming out when they see Bobby Flay doing another grilling show or Michael Simon hosting a, a barbecue or a grilling show and that initial rush of, you know, who are these guys? What have they ever done? I mean, certainly they're accomplished chefs, yeah. but when it comes to live fire cooking or barbecue and grilling, you know, there are what we would appear to think are, are much bigger names that maybe should get that step up, but uh, probably man, not the I'm case though, right? I'm going to tell you something, man. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys that are out there try to hate and they, and they're out there. They don't understand the culture of barbecue. They just don't. And I'm, I'll be honest. If you truly understood the cultural history of barbecue, you wouldn't have a damn thing to say. You'd be having your two thumbs up and say, go ahead and get it. Cause there's enough room for everybody. Okay. When you start thinking that you're better than somebody and you just more deserving than somebody and all this, all that ball crap, you don't get it, man. You know what I'm saying? Stay in your lane. Do the best you can. If you get the opportunity, get the opportunity. But there's that, that you know, those four category trick ponies people out there that you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Bobby Flake can cook, dude. Michael Simon can cook. Okay, a lot of them guys, you know, may be able to cook a brisket and maybe they'll cook competition chicken, maybe cook competition pork, but but that's all they can do. The four category trick ponies. I'm telling you right now. You go out there and get a pantry, and I'm sure there's a lot of great cooks out there, man. But I'm telling you, when you got something in front of you and you got to make something out of nothing, you got to be a damn good cook, man. You may do a kick-ass brisket and you may do some kick-ass ribs. Okay, <laughs> now make something from scratch. Yeah. Make rub from scratch. Make sauce from scratch. Okay, these guys, you know, I mean, it's, it's, be humble, man. Be humble and be thankful. There's some room for everybody. And those guys are are small fraction. I mean, the people that bark out, and, and make the most noise, they have the the the, the, mo- the least to give to the barbecue world. Seriously, uh, so I so you, you don't need to be barking, man. You know what I mean? Be happy, man. There's room for everybody, man. Plenty of room, you know. And those guys that are haters, man, they they marginalize themselves and they end up they're the ones sitting there trying to you know bump their gums. I I you know man, Grimp Grimp, I've seen a lot and heard a lot over the years of me competing since 2006, man. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just a humble, thankful man, man, for opportunities and just being able to get out there and meet people. And, and, and they, and those individuals, they, I said, again, they marginalize themselves and they exclude themselves because of their behavior, mm-hmm. because they think they're better than somebody and they're not. When it comes down to the, the brass nuts, I've seen individuals like that. And they said they may be able to cook a couple of proteins really well, but that's all they can do. Make me some greens, man. Make me a pot of beans. Make me some cornbread. You know what I'm saying? Make me something that's going to speak to me, man. But a lot of them guys, they can't do that. Well, let's talk about the show. Um, I talked a little bit about it as we lead it into the segment, but give me a high level on how the show operates and then how you fit in. On which show? On the, 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 the Michael the, Simon or the Michael Simon Bobby Flay show, oh, the brawl. Um, my uh, good friends, um, Amy Mills. Chris Lilly, we're judges on this, this, this show. And essentially, basically, um, we're, we're, we're judges and, you know, Michael and, and Bobby are more like host slash 
I wouldn't say mentors. Captains, maybe. That's what they, they're, 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 they are, they are, they are the host. So basically, you know, there's a lot of times where we're not on the set, you know, we're back chilling and then we come back and we judge these certain things. So that's how that works. It's going to be an, I mean, seriously, that show has given me goosebumps. It was such a pleasure. Mm. The concept is so refreshing because it's cooking, man. It is just straight up cooking. And I mean, it's, I can't, I won't expel any more on that, but it's just, it's going to really showcase cooking. <laughs> I, I just, it's, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's is just, it, so is it going to be something that was, is akin to a chopped show or it's not, it's not even like that? I would say there's, there's some elements that are sort of like chopped, yeah. but it's basically a barbecue grilling show, man. Mm. From, from the get go, you're cooking on grills and smokers, man. And outside. And you, and, and, and these awesome. two have separate teams that they're trying to, to coach up and they're, pitted against each other more or less uh yeah it's kind of like that man you know what i mean i said again i mean they're not they're not um they don't tell individuals what to do hmm. okay they're just kind of like there's just like like two teams and uh it's just uh i don't know how much i can actually say because even though they you know they put a thing out there but it's just what i'm saying is it it is going to be an awesome show. Um, the way it's the way it flows, the dynamics, and there is nothing that's going to be like okay, I, I it's I I can see where this is going or this is what they're going to no, know because yeah. I mean you, you don't know, you don't know, man, and it's exciting and you know you really see and showcase these 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 individuals and in, in, their, in their cooking abilities and styles and stuff and that's really put on front street man and it's it's awesome man it's going to be it's just it was just an op- awesome opportunity to work on the show and just why i mean we got done when we wrapped man i was just everybody was just absolutely pleased man i mean everybody's standing there and it's just it was just it's going to be something that it's got legs. You know what I'm saying? I, I can see this thing going on for the next 10, 15 years, man. Really? That's how good it is. That's how good it is, man. Wow. I mean, it's just the way the concept, the way it is, man. It's just, it's, it just has so much room to grow. So you don't, you know, one of the biggest uh, complaints about barbecue pitmasters was it always seemed to be retreading the same teams over and over again, or, or a, a different barbecue show kept throwing on the same couple teams or the same couple pitmasters. Uh, this is something where you could see anybody having an opportunity as long as they had a passion for live fire cooking. That's exactly it, man. Mm. And then, you know, where, where it goes, like, you know, for example, and, 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 I, and I love Pitmasters, and it's, it was so good for me. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, but, you know, individuals were able to bring their little bag of tricks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, their little seasonings and, and their little blah, blah, blah. You know, well, that, that crap ain't happening, son. Mm. <laughs> that ain't happening. You gotta know how to cook. You know what I'm saying? Because people like Bobby Flay and Michael Simon, they know how to cook. Okay, so they, they, you know, I mean, and and that's and that's Pitmaster. That was great for Pitmaster. You know, the guys they had their little rubs they brought, and they brought, you know, they brought their what they normally do on the circuit. Well, yeah. That's that's the, this is not it. This is this is raw, raw. You know what I'm saying? And anybody that knows how to cook, okay, 
it will be showcased. Hmm. So we have Amy Mills, Big Mo Kason, Chris Lilly as judges. So let me be devil's advocate here just for a second. And it's not mm-hmm. that they go back to the same folks, um, as I had just said, but you know that these folks that they are continuing to pick up and have on camera, they have a skill set that maybe some others just don't have. In other words, lots of great high IQ barbecue and grilling folks are out there. We both know that. But you also yes. have to be able to translate that knowledge and have a personality that works on camera. You need to do both well in order to make TV work, and perhaps that's where the field actually narrows for who gets these opportunities to judge, right? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, um, I really feel like you have to have a, a good range, and I mean, obviously a good sense of taste and, 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 and understanding, but you have to be able to – you mean judging or competing? What do you mean? You mean judging? Yeah, judging, right. Yeah, judging, yeah. You, I think you have to, you know, um, you got to understand cooking, man. You got to understand flavors. You got to, and you got to be able to break it down. You know, you got to be able to understand um, where these individuals are trying to go or what flavors they're trying to out. And, but you got to be honest. Everybody's different. I'm different in Chris. I'm different in Amy. And, you know, and so my case, it was just like Pitmasters. You know, Myron's flavor, it's, it, it's different than what I like. Um, Tuffy's is different and that's why it worked. We all respected each other, but we all have different tastes and that's how it shakes out. I mean, we have, you know I mean? What I, what I like is different than what Amy likes and what, what Chris likes, you know what I mean? And, 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 but having the, uh, the knowledge to be able to break it down and, and be able to explain yourself on why you feel that you judge it the way it did, you, you know, that you did. So that's, um, that's, that's important. You know what I mean? And um, because you want to give that that contestant, you want to break it down for them. You want them to understand why pros or cons, why you judge the way you judge. And when you're able to do that, they can respect that, man. They may not like it and they may like it, depending on what you say. But, you know, if they can understand what you're saying and you'll know, because, you know, you can get all said and done. You know, they come and shake your hand like, yeah, man, I, I totally get what you're saying, man. Or, you know. Uh, you know, or maybe they don't like what you're saying. So, I mean, but you got to be honest, man. And I, you know, that's what you just got to be honest. You know, I've never been that person that's, you know, and, and none of Amy is a, is a pro, a pro. Yeah. And so is Chris Lilly. I mean, we are our friends, but I learn all the time. I learned this by being around Bobby and Michael and, and Amy and, you know, like my uncle used to say back in the day, if you're the smartest cat in the room, you need to get out of that room and go in another room. Okay. <laughs> and that's the truth, man. And I'm constantly, I, I, I just think Amy's such a pro. And so is Chris Lillian. I got such much, much, much love and respect for him. Cause I mean, they've done, you know, more TV or uh, they've done, I've done a lot of TV now, but they've done, you know, they were doing it before I was doing it. I mean, as far as on the judging side and, yep. And, um, and so, but you know, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm amazed. And the same thing with chopped. When I sit next to Monique or Amanda or Jeffrey Zakarian, and they learn from me, it's amazing how you just learn, keep your eyes open, your ears open, your mouth shut. And it's amazing what you can pick up and learn, man. It's just amazing. Especially when it comes to TV, man, because TV, you could be the baddest cook in the world, but if you can't translate that 
to the veer at home and and and, and, and all they see is straight crickets, mm. it ain't gonna do you no good, man. It ain't gonna do you no good. You gotta be able to understand and connect with the person at home. So they're understanding where where you're going and what you're all about. And keeping them engaged. You know what I mean? And 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 so they can stay watching the show. Mo Kason joining me here on my show, MoCasonBBQ.com. Mo, can I hold you over for one more segment? We can talk about some July 4th stuff and some other things you got going on. No problem, buddy. All right, hold no on problem. one second. We are talking with Mo Kason from Mo Kason Barbecue, and I'll talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue before we get back to Mo. Attention, folks, in the business of barbecue. Established in 1882, Southside Market. And Barbecue is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood, shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S., from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats processed in that on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options are available. They ship nationwide via FedEx. You can also get them through food uh, food service distribution like Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from R&D to package completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new. Private label opportunities also available. You visit southsidemarket.com for more information. That's southsidemarket.com. And here's the kicker. As you are shopping on southsidemarket.com, once you fill up your cart with all the great stuff, and might I suggest sausage slammers and beef sausage, just to name a few, as you're checking out at the very end for the promo code, enter BBQ Central, one word lowercase, that's BBQ Central, and get 10% off your entire online order. Not just that time at southsidemarket.com, but every time you go to southsidemarket.com, you enter code BBQ Central at checkout and you get 10% off your entire order. All right, we are back with more Mo Kason. Stick around, we'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. And this portion brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Google or Alexa, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. And we are talking with Mo Case. All right, Mo, so as we had mentioned, you're uh, ready to celebrate the 4th. I'm ready to celebrate the 4th. I had talked with Sam, the cooking guy, in the first hour and got some menu suggestions from him. Do you have anything out of the ordinary or, or traditional that you... Uh, love to see on this kind of a holiday because this is our uh, what I call the live fire cookers Thanksgiving is Fourth of July. You know, for me, I just you know I've done like normally what I'll do like you know for Thursday is uh you know I'll cook a brisket. Um, I love cooking briskets. Um, it feeds a lot of people. You know, there probably a hundred and hundred fifty people there on on the block. Wow. So um, we just all bring you know I I mean I love just simple hot dogs that are grilled mustard some onions some good old chuck uh hamburgers um 
some barbecue brisket ribs. I mean, people bring all kinds of things. So, but basically, it's just your traditional barbecue fare and grill fare. It's what I enjoy and what I like. I don't. I'm not sitting there trying to make no crown roast for July Fourth. You know, we just do and hamburgers, hot dogs, brisket ribs, some pulled pork, uh, some things that are just Americana, man. Um, this is something that we grew up with and we like and we cook and it feeds a lot of people. And everybody enjoys it. So, um, you know, I'll make some, you know, some sides and. And uh, the wife will make some sides. And I got some killer baked beans that I do. I've got, uh, you know, some sweet ring and a slaw and just some like some traditional barbecue fare dishes to go with the proteins. All right. So uh, you are also traveling quite a bit. If you follow you, if you follow Mo on Instagram or some of the other social media stuff, you see he's getting his miles in. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that. So, uh, you know, for the folks that don't know, you know, previous to getting into uh, obviously the, the the regular day job, and then obviously in the competition barbecue, uh, you also uh, did a stint with the military, correct? Yes. Yep. United States Navy, man, and um, proud of my of, of our of our military. I'm a big supporter of them. Um, my ship, my first ship I was on was the USS Missouri Desert Storm. Um, um, we came back from there and decommissioned her. Now she's she's actually in a museum over in Hawaii, Pearl Harbor. Hmm. And uh, I want to take my family over there because my family really has never seen, obviously, the Missouri. So I want to build a walking deck with my family. That's one of my bucket lists before I leave this earth is to be able to do that with my family. And uh, But, yeah, I'm a big, big, big Navy guy. I was sport, um, and um, I've got a great opportunity was reached out to me by a military contractor, believe it or not, Grimp, uh, about a week and a half ago. And uh, I'm going to be going over to some military bases next May um, to do some um, basically like festivals at, on military bases. Nice. So I'm going to be going, uh, you know, I'll be doing some, some classes. I'll be doing some cooking for a bunch of troops, a bunch of sailors. So I'm going to be going to Anchorage, Alaska, and then we're there for a couple of days, and then we fly over to Honolulu, spend the day there, and do a gig. And then uh, from there, I go over to Japan, and I'll hit two bases. I think one's uh, either one's I know one's is Akuska, that's a Navy base, and the other one's um, maybe a, a Army base. Or um, and so I'll be over there for about uh, three weeks, wow. and uh, I can't wait can't wait man and and for them to reach out to me it's just amazing like i said man, it's amazing man to reach out to me and then when you got sailors and military people influencing them say hey man you need to get big mo over here and, and it's just humbling man you know and i'm ex again i'm ex-military so it's just i can't wait to get over there and and you know and, and be with you know i i understand about being in the service right. i understand about the long hours and the commitment and the sacrifice because i did it and uh, I have a great appreciation. So I know when I'm seeing the fellow airmen, Marines, uh, Army, Navy, Coast, you know, all those guys, I understand the sacrifice they do and what they got to do. And, uh, you know, military is not a job where you go get rich. You do it because you love your country, man. I'm telling you, man. And that's, that's it. You know, and that's, that's what's wonderful about the volunteer army, man. I mean, you, you know, you're not forcing anybody, you know, it's volunteer. And so you want people that wants to be people that want to be there. And want to serve, and so um, I'm always a, a big fan of the military, man. So when you go to these places, uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of time when you are on base and you're getting food prep or you're serving, cooking, all that stuff. Yeah. But is there time outside of that where you know you could take in the beauties of Anchorage or Honolulu or 
Japan for that matter. I mean, have you ever been to Japan before? No, I actually had the opportunity to, uh, I was stationed on, in San Diego on my second ship, which is the USS Peleliu, which is now decommissioned too. And, um, my chief engineer, um, asked me, you know, you know, obviously he wants you to stay in, in the military and, yep. and uh, I was debating on getting out and, and they said, where do you want to go? And well, I have a cousin of mine that was on the, uh, USS independence and it was out of Yakuska. And, uh, I said, well, I'm going to go to Yakuska and they, pulled orders and found orders for me, but then I didn't end up deciding to get out and I got on the water treatment plant back at home as soon as I got out of the Navy. So it, it worked out for me, but, uh, so no, I've never been to Japan. I wanted to go to Japan, but I, I didn't go. So this is my opportunity now to be able to go over to Japan. And, and I'm sure it's, it's by looking at the schedule, i you know, they've emailed me the schedule. It's a tight schedule. There's going to be, you know, one or two days I'll have off. Um, to be able to, like, I won't have a day off. I mean, I'll be in Hawaii. So, I mean, you know, I know that base really well because I've been there multiple times when I was on the Missouri. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll have a day, a day off, uh, one or two days off in Japan, which would be cool. So I'll have an opportunity to get out there and really see something, you know, cause, you know see Japan. Because that's, that's one of my things I, I wanted to do is see Japan. Uh, what was your rate when you uh, eventually left the Navy? I was a boiler tech. I was a BT three. Now, when I went in in boot camp, you know, I got advanced early every time because I busted busted my ass. You know, like boot camp, our squad, we got we did good, so I got advanced the next rank because we were the top uh, boot camp class for for the, for that session. Mm. And then I went to BT MMA school, and basically it's like college a, tw- a year's worth of college jammed down for like three months. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the, 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 the coursework. I mean, it's just, it's amazing because you got to test every day and then you got a major test at the end of that Friday. And you can only fail a test twice. If you fail a test twice, you lost your school and you went straight to the fleet. Okay. They spent a lot of money to, you know, to send you to school. So you're competing with your fellow classmates. So you're competing with your shipmates. So if there's 30, I mean, the dropout rate is, it's pretty high because I mean, you can't, you got to be on it to win it. Yep. And so when I went to school, there was probably 35, uh, sailors. And then by the time I graduated from school, it was probably 18 to 22. Oh, wow. Probably a little bit more than that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, they, they, they ain't no joke. I mean, they, they, when you go there, you go there to, to do the best you can. So you're competing with your classmates for your GPA. And so I end up, graduating top BT in my class. Now we had a combined space, a, a combined class where you had machinist mates and BT in the class. I'm not competing with the machinist mates. I'm competing, even though I was, I was top BT in my class and I was second with the highest GPA. I had like a 93.8, which was amazing because I wasn't a very good school student in high school, <laughs> but I knew that this was the best course for me. Yeah. And I wanted to do water treatment and I busted. I went to many lectures. There's something I didn't get, you know, cause you're learning all type of boiler systems on various types of ships in this three months. You're mm-hmm. learning oil systems on different types of ships. You're earning, learning about H-packs, L-packs, compressors and stuff on different ships because every ship's different. And you pick your orders on based on how well you do on your GPA. So I remember my instructor, and he watched me grow. Where I struggled in the beginning. I filled a test once. 
And, you know, and they ran, they take you down to the office and they tell you this is what it is. <laughs> and I said, you, you know, it, it scared the death out of me. Yeah. So I went many lectures. If I didn't catch something, I'd go back later on that night and have a mini lecture on that topic. And I would, I would and I ended up, you know, as I was increasing, it just gave me motivation. It was my self-driven motivation. You know, up to that point in high school, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have that type of motivation. Yeah. I didn't have that. But I knew that this was the best course for Mo Kason was for me to do the best I can. And I, and I, I busted my ass learning. And, and, and I remember my, my instructor calling my name up to the front of the class to have first pick of orders. And it was the USS Missouri. I had a bunch of ships I could pick <laughs> through. And I knew that looking at the USS Missouri, and they can't sway you one way or another because you're going to be spending next year three, four, or five years, depending on what your hitch is mm. on that ship, or on that command. But he looked at me and kind of weak in his eye. He says, if you want one on a he said, the Missouri is a ship that has history and has lots of medals mm. and lots of class and prestige. And I said, I'll take the USS Missouri. And it's, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, man. Wow. That's a great story. Uh, and by the way, thank you for your service, Mo. A uh, number of people Thanks, in man. the instant chat are uh, thanking you as well. Uh, so um, mm-hmm. uh, as we transition out of the military stuff here and uh, get back into Mo Kason. So, you know, it, uh, I remember the first time you did the show, you were Ponderosa Barbecue, and then over time you've transitioned into Mo Kason Barbecue. Was that a specific thing that you wanted to do on your own, or, uh, you know, did you get together yeah. with some folks and say, some hey, business, you know, we you know should know do I mean? it? Yeah, business. Right. Business, because people know me as Mo. And so, you know, Ponderosa is great. That was my, Ponderosa is my neighborhood. When I'm looking at right out, out of my window right now, this is my neighborhood. It's kind of slash, I mean, I live kind of in the hood, but not in the hood. You know, we have doctors to crack kids in my neighborhood, man. But this is my home, man. This is where I live. I love it. And so I'm representing the Ponderosa. All the old school cats in my neighborhood call this place the Ponderosa. We have huge oak trees and just literally oak trees. It's beautiful in the city, but this is who, where I live. This is where I'm from. And so, uh, that was why I called it Ponderosa. It's out of just respect from where I'm from mm-hmm. now, business wise, someone see the bottle or a rub of Mo Kason, that's going to be more recognizable than Ponderosa. They're going to be like, well, what's Ponderosa, you know, but when someone sees the name and they know that that's your name, it, it was a business the business move and it's been nothing but great. And so uh, it was a good move for me and, um, you know, and it makes sense because now all my products and uh, I'm okay. So I don't know if you're noticing this on social media or not, Mo, but the word hunk is starting to trend like crazy. So maybe we could switch to big hunk case on. What do you think about that? Big hunk. Drop the Mo hunk, and go big hunk. Yeah, hunk, big hunk, H-U-N-K. <laughs> Oh, like really? That. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hunky, Hunk Patrol, Hunk Quezon. I mean, you could be a whole new revolutionary barbecue line coming up. Speaking of new, yeah, you know. speaking of cutting edge, you also are into the knife game. What's that all about? Man, it was awesome. You know, I've had the, the, the opportunity to go over to Australia. I love Australia. Um, you do love Australia, Jay by Beaumont. the way. I mean, you're always I over do. there. Jay Bolt. Jay, bon- Jay Beaumont of uh, Meatstock invited me over a number of years, uh, three years ago, I think it was, to come and do uh, um, Meatstock. And that solely from the beneficial of like barbecue pit masters and pit wars, you know, because A&E chose those shows over there and those shows were, like new to them, even though they ran for years here, they were, they were, they were new, you know, and, and 
it's just been a blessing dude, to go over mm-hmm. there, man. I, first of all, I love the outdoors. I love hunting. I love fishing. Australia is wild. I mean, this is an awesome place, man. And the people are genuinely really, really nice. I, I can't explain it, but they're like a bunch of Midwest people, man. And I'm not knocking the East Coast, West Coast, North, South. There's nice people everywhere. <laughs> but in a sense of where I'm from, they remind me a lot of people here. Yeah. Um, they're just really nice people, man. And, but, they know how to, but they also know how to have a good time. And, uh, so I went over there, did meat stock and, you know, I had hit it off with, with, with Jay. Jay's just a great, him and his, and his wife, Louise, they're just great people. They put on a great festival and it's called meat stock and it's a huge barbecue festival. It's the biggest one in Australia. Wow. And it's just, uh, just thousands of people come out and it's just a great, so I had to go out and I would do like a couple of barbecue classes, you know, over two days. And then I would attend the festival and just meet and greet and, you know, just some food and just hang out, man. And just, and, you know, and that's me. I'm just a social butterfly. So it's just great meeting people, man, and, and having the opportunity to go over to Australia. And I've been blessed to be able to go back there the last, I think, three years now. And, uh, you know, and uh, I've developed a great relationship over there with a lot of people. My product is sold over there now. Um, it's just, it's awesome. So, yeah, I just have a, I just have a great time. Or I'm going back over there in November. Um, there's actually a barbecue contest over there that they're doing and i'm also going to do a barbecue class at a butcher shop and um it's just um and the, the american they love americans they love american culture mm. i mean to old hot rods to just a you know, rock and roll uh r&b they just love american culture country they just love it and um so i have a good time man i go over there man like a week in advance and then uh, we'll go out in the bush and we go hunting man and <laughs> cooking over live fire rag kangaroo man and Ooh. man elk i mean i mean red stag and i mean it's just it's awesome man it's just and they're just down they're just gritty down-to-earth people man in a good way you know and um i mean i've seen some amazing preachers over there uh it's just a great experience man the food the people uh new zealand's another one i've been over there for meat stock mm-hmm. awesome place actually uh, i think i'll be going back to next year next spring um, but yeah, it's just a great, just great people, man. And, uh, I've had the, the, the privilege to be able to go over there and just spread the barbecue culture. Wow. I mean, we could just, uh, continue to, to chop it up here. So what about the knives? How did that come to play? Man, I'm sorry. I'm, I got on a tangent, man. You got excuse me, man. Yeah. <laughs> How I got on that. I did a class over there and there was a, um, a gentleman out of uh, Melbourne. He came to my barbecue class and real soft spoken, but real nice guy. And he was talking to me and he goes, um, he gave me some Cuban cigars, some really nice Cuban Cohibas. I mean, like really nice vintage, like, like 1986 kind of stuff, (laughs) like expensive. And I was like, you know, I was kind of, you know, you know me, Rip, I love cigars. Yeah. Oh my God. You know? So he, you know, he, he, and we start talking he goes, and he, and he brought me a beautiful knife and he goes, how come you don't have your own knives, Mo? And I said, that's a good question. I don't know why I don't have my own knives. He said, what, he said, what do you want out of a knife? And then we sat down and over in conversing over emails on what I kind of wanted out of a knife. I got big hands, man. I wear a size 19 ring. Well, yep. I used to wear a 19 ring. I kind of came a little smaller now, but, but there's a lot of great knives out there, but there were the, the handles were always like small for me. You know, it's like me, you know I mean? I got big hands and not everybody has my hands, but I wanted the knife. They had a little larger handle, um, good weight, 
um, and some good quality craftsmanship. Yep. And he he got them made. Now it's called Route eighty three. He has his own side of lines, beautiful knives, and I have my knives, which he makes for me. And I have an olive wood or ebony, and they're beautiful knives. I've got a 14-inch slicer. I've got a bony knife. Um, I've got a chef's knife, and i got a beautiful, like, two-pound cleaver. Beautiful. These are all heat-treated three times, pounded, and uh, they're just, just awesome. I've seen the whole process on it. Um, they're made in China, but they're it's just unbelievable, man, the process that they, they make these knives at. And it's just awesome. I mean, when he gave me my first full set, you know, he gave them to me in Perth. Now, I had other knives he gave to me before, but my Mo Kaysan knives, he gave, brought them to me in Perth in a, in a, in a uh, Pelican gun case. And they're all cut out and they oh. all set in there. And it took, I used those knives like crazy, man, Rip. And I'm going to tell you, man, I didn't put a stone on them until... Dude, it was probably February. Really? I mean, I mean, they just hold their edge, and uh, and they stay sharp. And uh, and matter of fact, when I went over to Australia again, just this last time, we was out in the bush, and I grabbed, I brought a couple of my knives, and I, they haven't been stoned or sharpened since I, I got them. <laughs> and I remember my buddy Rob Galena. He's the he's my friend that has the uh, goes out there and takes the, you know, the wild game. He's an excellent. And sharpening knives and he put my knife and he was done like in two minutes not even two <laughs> minutes he's like dude you could tell the quality this is a great quality knife no he said mo because he put it on a stone for a couple of, and that was it and it was done wow. he said, it's sharp and he took it and he put it on his arm and the hair just fell right off man it was awesome wow so uh yeah man so i'm really happy with that it's just a great opportunity for me um and and them and it's just just a great relationship and that's what it's, it's all about relationship man my business businesses with friends that's how it starts out you know and um so i'm just thankful man and um you know that i'm just taking my mo case on stuff and just and that people that believe in me and believe in my products and, and know that like my rubs and my sauce those are all meat rim those are all my recipes yep. and uh and, and when I quit my job at, at, at the water plant, you know, that was a gamble. When Academy Sports reached out to me and said, hey, we want your products in our stores, you know, you still don't know. You don't still, you don't, still don't know if people are going to buy your product. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and I mean, and, and, and I told my wife, I said, man, you know, to me, this is, I'm living my best life now, man. And, 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 and when the orders to come in and they were steady POs, I mean, they were happy. They're happy. Um, I'm happy, you know, and, uh, high V grocery store here. I mean, they, they're, they're ordering on the regular high uh, Academy orders on the regular. And, uh, it's just amazing, man, that, you know, and it's like that people have appreciated, pre- appreciates, you know, my products and it just makes me happy, man. Mo Kaysan is joining me here on the show. We got July 4th coming up in a couple days. Mo's ready. He's got some recipes and suggestions that will help you get ready as well. You can find him at MoKaysanBBQ.com. Mo, always appreciate the time. Great catching up with you again. Continued success, my friend. We'll do it again. Thanks, Rip. You got it. There he is, Mo Kaysan, right there on this show. And he did a good enough job to lead me out. Again, the website for Mo, MoKaysonBBQ.com. That's Mo, M-O-E, KaysonBBQ.com. I don't think it's going to be Big Hunk Kason, even though I made the pitch. 
don't know if you like that or not. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Sam the Cooking Guy. Sam suggesting fair food for your July 4th. Elote. Corn dogs. Some other items that he said that I can't remember off the top of my head, but if you go to his YouTube channel, it's all right there, The Cooking Guy. You can also find him at thecookingguy.com and follow him at The Cooking Guy. And then, of course, the second hour was all Mo Kaysan. MoKaysanBBQ.com. Got a special unplanned inside look at his military experience. That was a great story. Please be safe on Thursday. Let your neighbors do the fireworking. You just enjoy it and keep all your fingers and toes. Do the cooking instead. Don't be popping stuff. It's outrageous. Uh, anyway, be safe. Be cool. Enjoy the 4th. Enjoy the long extended weekend. I might try and grab a Monday out of it and go to Cedar Point as well with my youngest. We'll see how that goes. But we'll be back and ready to go next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, September 11, 2001. I will never forget. And until I see you next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.